I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Now she ran steadily up the track. I think I can. I think I can. And now it's time to sit back I, and enjoy the I two true I freaks can. internet radio broadcast. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror! <laughs> Hello, goons! Check out my new hobby! I'm setting up a model railroad with an exact replica of the Korean Peninsula! It's very relaxing for a busy, stressed-out corpse like myself. I'm getting all the details right. Here's the burned-out shopping mall. Oh no, the army is getting overwhelmed. Watch out for that wall of man-eating flesh. Whee! Toot toot! All to scale. Here's the tiny mechanism that feeds the zombies through the train station window. This is a blood-soaked school bus. That's a doggy. And that fountain actually works! I got this great engine. It can drag up to 200 hungry zombies. And it goes toot toot! So, have your ticket ready. Because you're boarding the train to Busan! Choo-choo! Starling Vault of Monster Horror Tales of Terror. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Jason Jacknetti, but I'm not alone on this train ride to hell. I am joined across the radio dial by my brother, Mr. Luke Jacknetti. People will riot over anything nowadays. In the old days, they'd be re-educated. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh you heard was the hair metal hero, Chris Tyler. More neckties! <laughs> and that raspy laugh you just heard is uh, Two True Freaks OG himself, Chris Honeywell. Do you think we should have taken the train that has a giant tarp hanging behind it? <laughs> and if you can't tell what we're talking about, then get the hell out of here. No, we're talking about actually a, a movie that uh, has been available a lot of different ways for a while. And people just like, have you ever heard of this? And I love when people are like, have you? I'm like, I'm the one who told you. We were talking about the train to Busan. It, uh, came out, it's from 2016. Uh, actually, July 22nd, 2016, it came out. Um, this movie did insane business overseas, and then, uh, kind of, but it never had a theatrical release here, obviously. Um, but this movie did. Uh, it was up for like their version. Like people, there was a lot of awards and all stuff. It was literally, I think, it's the, one of the highest grossing movies in Korean history. It's definitely yes. the highest grossing horror movie in their history. It's it's so crazy when movies like this exist and they just get dumped on Netflix. And everyone's like, oh, there's this yeah. Netflix movie. I'm like, what's it called? And they're like, Train to something. Like, Train to Busan. They go, yeah, how'd you know? They go, I have the fucking Blu-ray. One, shut the hell up. And two. I was like, that's not a Netflix movie. That's a Korean movie. It was a huge hit. They're like, I've never heard of it. But it's like another movie we're talking we, about. We what don't even need to specify that, that it's a South Korean film, right? What I'm saying is, but it's like it's like when The Descent came out, people were like, oh, there's this really crazy movie. What's it, what's it called? I don't know. The, the Descent? I mean, The Descent? And they're like, 
Yeah, it's like I don't know, like by Neil Marshall and the, things like that. It's like when the when the when the straights of this world are like, oh, I saw this thing. Yeah, you're fucking always 15 minutes behind. These that's, are the that's kind what of happened with me in 28 days later. Like I'd heard about this like British movie, and I was like. Why is this playing in the United States? I went into Torrent Land and watched it, and then like a year and a half later, there's like it played in like two art theaters, and and then you know went to video, and everybody's like, "This is a great movie." Um, John and I went and saw Twenty Days Later in the theater. There was a run we we saw some really good movies in the theaters, and John and I don't go to theater. I mean, I, John goes to movies more than I do, but John and I were, uh, you know, like, "Hey, let's go." We would go on a Saturday, and I mean, I was already married at the point. And, but I didn't have kids, so we would go Saturday morning for a show, go see, we saw that stuff, but like I was, okay, so train, I looked it up, Train to Busan is the sixth highest grossing domestic film of all time in South Korea, and it's a, it's a movie, okay, so it's technically a zombie movie, but the word zombie is only said one time in the entire movie, yep. right, and that's to tell them to not, they say, refrain from using the word zombie to describe what's happening. And so literally, there's no mention of the word zombie. It's kind of like uh, Night of the Living Dead. They don't ever call them zombies. They're called ghouls, right? It's, a, it's an um, outbreak movie. Like, it's, it's it, I mean, it's really more like 28 Days Later than... Well, this movie's a lot like Contagion. I don't know if you've ever seen anyone's ever seen Contagion, um, but that to me is like a much harder movie to watch than things like that because it's all about like this it's a disease breaking out. Like it's, and again, 28 days later, same idea there, but it's like, it's that the idea that like, this is okay. So you have to kind of buy into the idea that like something can break out and cause people to become zombies and whatever. But if you willing to buy that, then everything that happens here could totally happen. Oh yeah. Um, and great, crazy part about this. And this is something that's, that's, that's the other thing I just noticed here. Um, so there, the, 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 okay. This movie was the first South Korean movie to ever hit the million dollar mark in, in the Singapore box office, right? So this movie, again, it's it's a it's a horror movie. It is just straight up. There's, I'm trying to think, are there any funny scenes in this movie? Yeah, like, there's couple, there's little little ones. laughs, but there's not like gag jokes set no. up, you know? Right. I'm little saying, human human moments of humor and levity in it, you know. Yeah, so I'm saying so, but at no point is there like, is there's no, there's no sticky comedy, there's no, no. winks at the camera, like it's just the kind of absurdity of things. But yeah. the movie played completely straight. Right. It is intense. It is horrific to think that that's the way people are. But literally, this in 2020 has shown us that people are going to be exactly like that. Yep. So. Um, you, you would think, well, why would people make that bad choice? I've watched people make fucking bad choices all goddamn yeah. year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that whole element, that whole element of horror movies has now been ripped. As, that whole like thing that used to maybe make people break from the reality of the movie is now been whisked out the window forever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so the thing is, obviously, when uh, so when Train to Busan came out, and it was it was I mean gangbusters. The movies made over ninety three million dollars worldwide. Um, it was actually uh, the the what do you call it? Yu um, uh, Gong was nominated for the Asian film version of the Best Actor Award in uh, uh, for this movie. It was the first movie to ever have a wide catch release within India, and it was it was translated into four it translated into four language: English, Hindi, Tamil, and Telugu. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty um, universal and it's in like there's nothing really like culturally non-translatable in it, you know, to any Oh yeah. You you could you could Americanize this as Train to Detroit and it would be the exact same movie. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. the train wouldn't be running, so it would have been a much <laughs> Well this, I mean I really I I really felt a strong George Romero vibe in this. It wasn't like it it what didn't Oh, that, that just like that just like using end. reality was... as a basis in the way like the way that George Romero likes to just do strokes and let the story play out with the characters and stuff. And and usually with like South Korean movies, 
Chinese movies, there's a heavy like family. There's family drama in this, but it's just sort of laid out there, and like, and then he has background characters and sub stories that he doesn't need to fill out. Like, there's a whole teenage love story that plays out in this movie, but it's only in tiny little scenes. You know, we just keep checking back on the teens. How are the teens doing? And they don't really feel the need to be like, we have to make sure everybody has this complete arc with all this in it. It just sort of plays it as reality would play out. The only things I would say that are a little unrealistic in it are maybe some things with physics of people flying out of windows or something. And a couple of the fight scenes are a little bit like, you know, a little bit played for fun, especially with the big guy character. That dude is awesome. Yes. Oh, he's. I can't wait to see him as one of the Eternals. Now, I don't understand why they wouldn't want to put this in theaters in America because, like, right coming on the heels of Walking Dead and this being not, I mean, Walking Dead's shuffly zombies. Subtitles. Yeah, I know, but it's not that hard with this and it's not that important to really keep up on subtitles. Subtitles. No one wants to read a subtitle on a film. The thing is, because because literally, I mean, unless you and I'm 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 sure this movie played in like like in the Bethel Art House Theater. Right, 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 right. right kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, there it would play, but it certainly wasn't going to play at the Sony Lowe's. It wasn't going to play at the AMC, right, kind of thing. So, but what about with Parasite winning Best Picture? That had I still don't know anybody that saw it in the theater. Do you? Saw it in the theaters. Yeah, I do, but. You live in a bunch. You live in a bunch of weirdos in Rochester, man. Here in the real world, nobody saw that in the theater. You know, everybody saw it on home media. I still haven't even seen it. I I I just like you guys pretending not to be weirdos. (laughs) Hey, Hey, man, I might be a I might be a weirdo, but I'm not a Rochester weirdo. (laughs) In your life, for sure. And I know you've got one. I'm not gonna argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) Like Parasite played. When Parasite was playing it around here, it played at the Art House Theater. It did not play at the mainstream theaters. When it got a nom, it got nominated for the Best Picture. They did a special showings of it. They had limited right. engaging showings of it because. And the thing is, no one went to them. The only people who went, or the people like, well, I'm going to go see every movie except for Best Picture. It's like, yeah. Great. But that's all it was. It didn't play here. And again, whether the movie's good or not, I don't know. I haven't watched it. But the idea is that, like, it could be the best movie ever, but there's it certainly was never going to get play in America right. in mainstream theaters because it has subtitles. It put it as play. Like, a, a movie... Well, a, I, I was going to say, none of his other movies really have, too, and they've been more genre movies that it would be more accessible than... Right, I'm saying, okay, so you, think, but you can have a British movie come out, and even that, I mean, like, like, I mean, Downton Abbey aside, because that was a whole phenomenon with the show and everything. But right. if you have a British movie that comes out here, it still doesn't play nearly on as many screens unless it's something that is, there's a real hue and cry for. Someone in it has to be a major actor now here, because even though they're speaking English. It still has that, like, well, it's a foreign movie. Like, and I wish I was joking. And I wish I was kidding around about the idea, but, like, that's the way people are. Because they're all like that in this whole fucking country. Like, they, yeah. they, they, there's, there's I, only one this, scene where I noticed there was, like, a big, like, I was like, ooh, this would be different in the American movie. Is the scene where they get to the train station and they're all moving through the, when they first get there and they're moving through the train station. And everybody, like an intelligent human being stays quiet, walks quietly, refrains from talking for the most part, unless it has to be like, what should we do? Should we go over here? Whereas Americans would be like, where is everything? Do you think yeah. the food court's still open? You know, with the, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that would be my first question. Where's the, yeah. there would have been Americans going, where's the bathroom? Where's the yeah. bathroom? And these guys yeah. are quietly peeing in a, in a, in a bottle in their pants that they've slyly moved in there with nobody seeing it. But that was everything else. This could have been like a George Romero movie produced by Steven Spielberg, you know, in a lot of ways. 
So well, the what's, thing what's is, weird is that we talked the the thing that the movie that this most reminded me of was a movie that I am not a big fan of, and that's World War Z. I was yes, the way that yes, and the way that the attitude that this film has. Go ahead. I was gonna say I'm not a fan of fast zombies, but uh, no. but this, in this case again, we, being a contagion, you can get away with that. But but just the the nature of them piling up, like when they're oh, at the train station yes. with the derailment, where they're just piling up and it's like a wave of of bodies. It's very much World War Z. But the difference to me is that in World War Z, which is trying to be this very serious depiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes off as just corny and stupid. Oh, yeah. And at that point, you're like, why the fuck am I watching this? By the time that happens in Train to Busan, you are on the edge of your damn seat, and you have yeah. been for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. and, and, now it's, you're and like, it's a tiny you're... little swarm of them compared to World War Z, which is they're coming over the walls of Jerusalem and stuff. Yeah. Well, and this one, this one, it just is like... When they go over, it's basically like a, uh, a, a kiosk in a in an airport, and they just sort of spill up on the kiosk and just start piling over each other. It's yeah, it's amazing, and and it, it is, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's so if yeah. you think about it, like this movie, a lot again, there was there was an, a good amount of physical makeup effects done, uh, very well done makeup effects. They all looked so, good. I thought cool. yeah. I'm saying as you're changing, as things happening, but the clear CG effects in the movie, because there's no way in the world you're piling that many human bodies out of a thing or whatever, don't look fake. No, and that isn't that such a big thing. Like I I know Luke talks about it often about like the difference between Eastern culture and Western culture about like you know the way things look into. But as an American, you know we look at things going okay, well that looks fake or that looks like a guy in a suit or that looks like this right here. You aren't worried like. I mean, I, I know there's no way that there's really that many people falling out of a third story window. Like that's not happening, but it looks real. And yeah. To the point of, okay. This, and, and it's just so you're, you're kind of like, okay, fucking run, fucking run. Like, you know, kind of yeah. like you, you don't want anything to happen. You're like, what you're getting involved. You know, it's a movie, but you're truly invested in it. The, 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 yeah. I mean, to be honest, folks, if, if again, if you haven't seen this movie, you need to go watch this movie because we're going to ruin the shit out of it for you. But yeah. the idea is that, like, when you think about the fact that there's a little girl who is not smarter than everyone in the entire movie, she's just a little girl who keeps her wits about her, but she's not. You know, you know how, how many how many movies do we see now where the where the the, the five year old is smarter than every adult in the movie? You know, that's not what's happening here. She's just or, little... or significantly dumber than she should be. This yeah. is like right, a right. real five-year-old. She's scared yeah. and quiet and. But she's still a five. Like she's still kind. Like she's not petrified yeah. to the point of I'm not going to be nice yeah. to people. Right. And and the thing is, and like the, the the pregnant woman, right? The uh, you know, kind of thing. Like you believe that that woman is really pregnant here. Yeah. She's not doing instead of like she's not running, uh, you know. And but like she's always, again, the chances she, I don't I don't think she was actually pregnant for this movie because if she was, goddamn, she did a lot but of work. She's for sweaty like, and she looks like she's really pregnant, right? You know what I'm saying? Like it it sells you on the ideas of what's happening. You feel like you're really watching this this guy. You like this guy's an investment uh, an investment banker or investment broker. He treats everyone like shit. Like he doesn't care about anyone. And that's even, you know, by like in his phone, right? He has them listed under like, it's not clients, it's what does he call it? Um I forgot. It's like um oh shit. He it, it translated it in the movie, but it's not it's not that they're they're his clients, they're his whatever like sheep or whatever kind of thing it's like he he doesn't give a shit about these people he doesn't care about anybody but himself and his money and you know so the whole time like when, I mean, literally when you start watching this movie you don't like this guy you yeah, don't he's, he's, he's kind of no, nobody likes him yeah not the, even his daughter, daughter doesn't like him. him the ex-wife isn't happy with him yeah. <laughs> the uh the the big brick shit house doesn't like him because yeah. he sees right through him it's, I mean, it, I just, yeah. it's, it's, like, just, it's just you can look at that and say, OK, I get this because, I mean, whether whether we know a lot of people or you, you know, somebody who's literally that their job 
as you know being whatever something that's truly not actually an important job in life they think that they're the most important person that they're better than you because they make this money to make whatever like that kind of quickly he's treating people talks down at people and what everyone's below him like you know and and he's not as bad as the 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 fucking the, the ceo of the bus line yeah, yeah but but i think yeah. that guy is like meant to be sort of like narratively almost like the karma of of him yeah that's his that's where his, he's headed yeah yeah where he's headed and that character is and 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 that character literally just dogs him till the end dogs him and is his wraith you know is he's the one who's getting the wrath of it so he's getting his own own medicine yeah but um so yeah what about that big guy like without even like telling like in, in a normal movie, you would get his whole backstory, and uh, and everything, and they they don't tell you what he does, anything like that, and uh, and it's 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 awesome because like I get the like you when you're first introduced to him, you think he's just sort of the wimpy husband outside the bathroom, and his wife is pushing him around, and then you see no, oh he's Craig, he's the he's the quiet badass. He doesn't. He's the quiet badass. He's because he, he's he knows like, that he can. He might be like it. mafia or so. I got the impression that he might not be like a hundred percent legit, or you know, or he has some sort of tough guy job. Maybe not. He's not a cop. At some point, if he was a cop, he probably would have had a gun and been like, "I'm a cop" or something. But he has some—he has some badass job that may or may not be legit. But he's just way more of a fully formed human than yeah. this guy, and he just starts sort of gently, you know, and not so gently, like nudging, showing this guy how to raise his daughter. Yeah, like you're gonna end up. <laughs> fucking miserable if you don't start changing things yeah and and there's the implication of like yeah and if and if and you know what if you keep being shitty like this you're gonna be dead and guess what we'll just take your daughter with us she seems to like us <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so but it's all just like it's all just played and show not tell and it's it's wonderful usually that stuff is intrusive in stories like this and this it's like it's it's built right into the story and, and drives what, it. What I found kind of interesting too is it actually uses the when you think of the traditional Asian I'm air quoting here archetypes for characters. You've got the salaryman, the pregnant woman, the precocious kid, the schoolgirl, and a boys' baseball team. It's like, yeah. and it doesn't feel forced or anything. You know, like I was like, of course they would all be on this train. Like the baseball team's traveling to an away game. It looks like you know, yeah. and it's just I don't know. And then there's the the two elderly sisters, right? Like, and they're just yeah. sniping with each other the whole time. It's like, yep, yeah, that's real. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I like the egg. Yeah, well, that was why you know I used the quote from the one sister. But my, I have a note, you know, um, about two thirds the way through this movie, old lady is done with this shit. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it's you know, again, a, a Korean lady of that age, it's a lives in Korea. See, she's, she's seen some shit, you know. Well, and clearly she, she about talked the, about them know, being re-educated. So she exactly. lived through when there was just one Korea. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, yeah. That, I mean, that that's, that, that's the thing about this is that, is that there's, there's a lot of characters and they are in some ways archetypical characters. But they they're given we get enough of their personality that we see them as people and not just as an archetype. And there's a reason why some of those things are are archetypes, you know. Well, well, and, and when you travel on a train or when you're traveling in general, you're dealing with people coming from all over the place. So you end up with archetypes. You end up more like when you go sub on onto a train you are more likely to be surrounded by archetypes because you're not surrounded by your friends and right co-workers right. and stuff so yeah the, you do have the loud guy and the baseball team going to a game so it's just it's always made for that sort of thing. but they play every like that baseball team 
could have been like a whole sequence, a whole set piece of them just like kicking ass like ninjas. But instead, and, they get there. Some of them are getting scared. Some of them are getting taken down right away. And yeah, I mean, they're all high schoolers, you know. Yeah, and they're acting like and they act like high school kids. They freeze up and they freak out, and it's 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 pitch perfect all the way through. Yeah, with so that you, stuff. You think for a second. If you think about it, like you guys, you guys said, I mean, this could be redone as an American movie. So it's two elderly Korean women. Couldn't it have been two elderly Jewish women, like from yep. like you know Brooklyn. Couldn't it have been two elderly two old Italian women? Yeah. Been two any like it's just they clear that that quote unquote you know like that archetype of like the two, two but they fit perfectly there. And as they're sniping at each other, as they're whatever, you're like okay, like it makes sense. The one who's clearly doesn't want to look old so she's dying her hair compared to the one who's like well we are old you know kind of thing you need it like you know it's 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 the it's those those little ideas but what the underlying stuff that's never lost here and i think this is one of the reasons why this movie would not be you know because if you remade it in america it would have it would, you would just want to make everyone it has all that smart ass shit you need to put in everything everything has to be everything smart would ass. get hammered home right here, Somebody, every, people stuff. would have cool lines. Well, yeah. it depend. You know what? It would depend on who's making it. If it was J.J. Abrams, then yeah, everything would be hammered home. Yeah. But if it was somebody else, you know, it, then no, it would be end up being so. And I don't I'm know what. The, and I, I mean, but the thing is, exactly. I mean, I agree with you, but I'm saying I just don't know if thinking of the way how much money movies cost to be made here. Would they be willing to let someone make this movie, uh, uh, you know, who's not at that like, you know, mega director level, and because they would never get the money they need? Because remember, making the movie over now, they didn't shot. It wasn't all shot in in, in Korea. It was shot in parts of I, I don't have it in front of me, but it was shot in different parts of things. They, they're able to make movies cheaper over there. It's like why the movie Host. I don't know if you guys ever saw Host. It's the one with the the, the family with the the creature oh, comes yeah. down yes. the river. Yes, I right? love that movie. Um, it, and if you if you haven't seen Host, you can go over to Earth Destruction Directive, where I covered that with uh, author Jeremy Robinson and Christopher Wallet. Yes. So uh, the thing is, it's like that. Like when you look at the special effects in that movie, you're like, man, how does those effects look so good at the time it's made? When you look at stuff from America, and it they didn't the movie didn't cost nearly as much because over there you can make movies cheaper. Because you, you can, it, it has to do with, you know, the effects companies and stuff like that. It's, it's why movies are made in New Zealand. It's why whatever it's, you know, to get certain things. I would hate to see, uh, you know, they're like, well, we got to remake it here. But we got to get like, you know, so now the kid can't just be a regular young. It can't just be a young, a young kid. This kid has to be like some super genius or like completely whacked out of their skull, you know, kind of thing. Like they got everyone's got to have a twist. You know, kind of thing. No, I, hold, now, now wait a minute. No, Jay, I think, I think, I think I can say this with with some measure of confidence. The kid in an American remake of this would be on the on the autism spectrum, and would have some type of coping mechanism that they would have to do that they would lose almost immediately. Yeah, and so and that was, and that would be that would be their whole that would be their arc. But then because... there there something about their autism, like some bit of like something that they can like um remember you know remember everything or do do incredibly well will end up saving them at some point too some very basically like the girl doing her gymnastics in jurassic park 2 oh my god hey ugly (laughs) yeah exactly and there'll be catchphrases in america too you know somebody else have to say something cool before they blow away a lot of yeah. of zombies and and stuff like that so i i always hate that like to to like bring this movie to america outside of netflix you just have to jump to like well it obviously it would have to be remade just because people won't i mean it's right there it does it's just like um uh let the right one in yep um Okay, and so that remake wasn't like terrible or it even bad. bad. It's good. But it was nowhere near as good as the original. Yeah, but it was. Right. But, yeah, yeah, it didn't have the, the the the. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just. I mean, nowadays maybe they're you know the success on Netflix is is 
good enough or something, but or maybe maybe someday they'll give him them. Maybe based on Train to Busan, they'll give him money to make an American-made movie someday. Which, frankly, with the success rate of that, is not too good. So I'm not really. I I almost wish these guys would stay. Uh, the, like the guy who did the host, I like that he. You know, I mean, he eventually did Parasite for the movie theaters, but like you said, it wasn't like a wide release type of thing. Well, and and then American he did um, the, the one about the giant pig. Um, oh yeah, it came out on uh, that came out. It, it came out. It was made for Netflix and stuff. And he's just sort of sticks into in that little that low to medium budget world. And he thrives in it. You mean Boar? No, that that was that wasn't that wasn't him. Boar is a is a Australian movie. Okja? Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes. Okja, Okja, and 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 um, but like I don't know, like maybe what they should do is just shoot. He he should shoot the. They, they they should shoot the Korean movie since people in like Korea usually speak really good English. They should just shoot each scene twice, <laughs> you know, with the actors once in English and once in in Korean, and then go with that. I mean, I'll put it this way: I'm okay with movies like I I have for a long time. I mean, and Luke, you know, he knows this, and obviously, I mean, I have been a big proponent of physical media for a long, long time. I have, you know, thousands and thousands of DVDs and thousands of Blu-rays and stuff like that. Um, such that when I knew Train to Busan was coming out, I didn't care who was going to Netflix or whatever. I pre-ordered the DVD. I had the DVD date, the, the Blu-ray. The day it came out, I had it. Why? Because I because I knew this was going to be a movie I wanted to see. And I'd rather them do that way than necessarily go to the theaters and take the chance that like maybe not returning the investment that they're hoping for because once that happens, once once movies go to the theater and it doesn't return the enough on the investment, then they're they're, they're a lot more likely to not pick the next one up. I'm, I mean, and if it turns out it has to be Netflix doing it, um, there was another movie I'm trying to remember what it was. It was the, the guy traps the devil in the in the tower, and I can't, can't remember what the hell it is off the top of my head. But it was another one. It's 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 like a, it's like a like a movie from like Germany or Austria or whatever. And it's like. This movie would never play well in the theaters. It's perfect for Netflix because on Netflix you still get the exposure, you still get everything you're going to do for it, and there people, because people are like, well, I don't really want to watch that movie. Okay, so they don't watch it, you know, kind of thing. They but there's enough people who do want to watch those kind of movies and do want to see those kind of things. So, um, anyway, the the in in this film, obviously, there's uh, we've talked about the you know there's the zombies that the the makeup effects look good. The consi- I like. The, the consistency of so okay so in world war z they talk about the fact that if you stand still they can't see you they 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 track movement right and that's why the person in the middle of the whole thing who freezes and then all the zombies run past them in this movie they're attracted by sound and in the and when it's dark they definitely can't see kind of thing right yeah well i mean they show them with the the dead glazed over eyes the whole time too so it's not like it's coming out of left field too it's like of course the right, mission but, is shit right but but the thing is but they actually stuck to it yeah the movie, which is important because cause it's one of those things that it could totally work and then all of a sudden at the end all of a sudden they can see you. <coughs> excuse me they clearly can't see i mean they, that that they're tracking the people because they hear them running on the gravel they hear whatever it's it's literally everything makes sense all the sounds in the movie make sense where they're there why because they're running on gravel they're in a training yard. That's what all over a training yard is, right? I mean, although when the guy uh, breaks, like, trips on the thing and, like, breaks his oh, ankle, I'm like, okay, I'm in a lot of pain. Like, I'm like, really right now rubbing my ankle thinking about it. It hurts, yep. right? All those things make sense. All that sound, uh, all the things that, make, you know, like, yeah, yeah how are they going to get past all these zombies? Well, gonna, they're going to climb across the top of the, with, with the, keep you store all the stuff. Well, that makes perfect sense. It's not like they're like, well, I'll just, they're not gonna like. They don't. They don't look to start a fight that they can't win. They're trying to be smart about it. They're trying to, you know, they, they realize they can't. Yeah. Uh, that scene, I love that scene because that's one of those rare things in a horror movie where I sort of, you, you know, you see the introductory shot of the set they're going into, 
and I think to myself, and I thought to myself, man, I would go right across the luggage thing, and then the actors immediately like think the same thing, and they're looking at each other, and I'll go, "Are you thinking what I'm thinking?" Blah, blah, blah. It, you know, it's all soundlessly yeah. done. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't underestimate the intelligence of its characters or the audience, and that yeah. makes it awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very George Miller like in that respect, actually. The way yeah, well, it's so you, sort of you, don't, you don't get like the Night of the Living Dead with the one giant window behind Ben, you know, that he hasn't boarded up. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been, yeah, like I, I kind of offhandedly mentioned it earlier. I was like, I thought they were going to totally Romero us at the end of this when you get to the yeah. very, very end. And I was like, my heart was going to fucking drop. Well, that's like, right, because I was like, boy, the first, the first hour, I'm like, the first hour of this movie was very Romero-like, but we'll see what the end gets like. It probably gets really crazy and over the top. And then I was like, oh, shit, the last half of this is very Romero-like, too, but would stick in by all the rules and everything. And then when it got to that part, I was just like, oh, man, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're teasing, they're teasing it. And I'm like, this is so Romero-like that they're going to do this. But, like, nope, their way out of it was was brilliant, you know, brilliantly yeah. set up. We won't, we won't spoil that. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I, you know, I will say this, and I've, I've talked about this on this show several times in the past, and I'm sure the audience is know where, knows where I'm going with this, but... As you know, as I've uh, as I've grown from being a young man into an older man now, and now I'm a middle-aged guy, and I have four kids. This movie is one of those movies that's become very hard for me to watch as as a father, and this one is especially with our you know with our with uh, Siok Wu being such a a terrible dad in the beginning portions of this film, and such a jerk in general that you know you you have a it's it's a very emotional movie if you have kids and understand that only accounts for half of the 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 crew here at the vault and that's part of the dynamic but watching this and watching his transformation and what he's doing for his daughter and what ultimately his fate is and what the fate of the you know his daughter is is it's very emotional and it's very hard to watch for me I- I don't have kids. That, that's, it was hard for, that's, it was hard that's for me to watch. Real, yeah, I that, don't have kids, and that last strengths. scene with his daughter is with the last oh. scene between him and his daughter, is is like the definition of horror. It's literally the definition of horror. Like you're sitting there going like, and it's you know not like a monster. It's not gore or violence but it's just like yeah make it stop <laughs> and you know what and you know what else this movie has that um, an american production wouldn't ugly crying yes this has ugly crying and it you feel that a hundred times more than when it's a staged uh shakespearean yes. trained actor crying yes this was raw gut-wrenching emotion yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, that this hits you right in the cash and prizes, no question about it. Yeah, it's and and again, as as Luke, I mean, Luke said this, and I guess same thing with me. I mean, um, there are as as you know, people know. I mean, my daughter watches a lot of movies with me. I would not let her watch Train to Busan. One, um, well, yeah. there's just there's too much reading for her. Uh, so because she just she's like, I'm not reading fast enough. But I mean, she can figure this movie out. Yeah, it's not hard. But I knew when I watched it again the other day. Um, I knew I, I didn't watch on the TV. I, I watched. I mean, I've seen it on my big TV, but I watched it on my tablet, so I could kind of not not let Haley watch it with me. And she's like, "Well, I want to see it." I'm like, "No, no, honey, no, no. It's too much because it's not the zombies. It's not the people. It's not like even those. It's it's the scenes between the the father and the daughter. It's the scenes yeah. uh, with the pregnant woman. It's those things would upset my daughter to no end. Why? Because she would look at him as being a jerk. Why is he being like like? That's what she says. She doesn't get upset in movies. She's like like. You know, you know how you know how a hero uh, gets upset when the dog dies, uh, you know, kind of thing. Like I get upset when the dog lives. That's what. Oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, the thing is, Haley gets hero really gets upset when, when the kid lives too. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, but, yeah, Haley gets really mad when like 
like like so that the why is he why is that a why is that parent acting like this why is he being mean to his own kid why like that bothers her to no end you know she she's okay with watching you know blood and guts and gore and whatever but like you know she she doesn't you know it, like when we when, when we watched aliens the first time it bothered her when newt gets you know like she, they, they can't get her back. And when you're trying to, you know, kick out the floor to get to her, Haley's like, they got to get her dad. They have to. I'm like, well, Haley, I don't know what to tell you, Carol. This movie was made in 86, babe. It's, you know, 2019, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, she's like, they got to get her. They got, like, and then when like, she's so worried about that dynamic to her, she thinks about like family and like that, that's all, that's what her world is. Sometimes, you know, Way more than anything else, even, you know. Yeah, I, just just the know? just the unseen mom in this would probably be enough stress, like wondering well, the, what happened to the mom, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is that you know when, when he's when he's trying to call you, you kind of know. Well, even the grandmother when she yeah you know, that was the grandmother, you know what you 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 hear it, but like the mom, you you're just sort of. But the mom is in Busan, which is supposed to be the safe place, but he just it's left you know it's it's up in the air and 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 as an adult you're like yeah it's probably game over for mom you know or she would have called back by now yeah but uh or called it all by now to see what was going on so but at the same time yeah but like if i was a little kid i'd be like what about mom what about mom shouldn't we go shouldn't they go back for grandma well she says that yeah 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 well I mean, no, I mean a little kid watching it. Yeah, I'm saying, but he, but even in the movie, you know, she even says like, oh, because, and he's like, it's okay to call your mom. I just talked to her, whatever. I just called her, like, whatever. Like, it's you know, it's not like they forgot the fact that they literally on the he's taking her to see. He's been a shit dad. He's absolutely a he's a piece of shit all the time. His mother tells him you're a piece of shit, so he's got to take her to go see you know the his ex wife. Which he can't, he doesn't want to do. He, the thing is, the little kid goes, "You can just put me on a train, I'll be fine." Like that's how much, how little she thinks of her dad. And I'm like, yeah. it just hurts. It hurts as a dad to see a kid be like that. But it's so true, and it, and that's, I think that's what happens. It rings true, which is why it hurts more. If it, well, if, if, and if then, it rings, then all the all ring, the way down, they constantly are being. <laughs> he's constantly seeing people who like are what he's supposed to be like and watching his daughter watch people who are behaving correct, you know, behaving with humanity too. And it's just like constantly shaming him. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's the thing. The young young pregnant couple is just, just the like icing on the cake of just like, yeah, you're a loser. Yeah. You're a loser, but you know what? I don't, you know, you're a hurt. You're this girl's father. So like, I'm not going to like, I basically, they like the, like he had, I mean, they ended up, you know, warming to each other and, and being friends. But like, the only reason that happened is because he liked his daughter. If, if, if his daughter wasn't with him, he would have chucked him out a window at some point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I just want to throw this out there, because like, uh, we t- we've talked about, uh, you know, a bunch of we talk about Romero and stuff like that. Well, um, so Edgar Wright, who again most people know is the guy who made Shaun of the Dead and you know Hot Fuzz and uh, you know uh, World's End and stuff like that. Um, and again, as somebody who made Shaun of the Dead, who's and that's one of the best to me, maybe the best comedy zombie movie ever, but one of the best zombie movies just in general, just for the way it was acted and stuff like that. He actually, uh, when he saw the film, he said it was the be- he's the best zombie movie I've seen in forever. It is he he actually loves this movie. And yeah. For, when was for, the last time there was a good zombie movie? But I'm saying, but it's it's kind of funny to think about like Edgar Wright is somebody who people are like oh well he makes these comedies right kind of thing and they, and and think about it like Hot Fuzz is a really good buddy cop movie. Like, yep. it's exactly what it says it should be a buddy cop movie. It just happens to be funny. Shaun of the Dead's a really good zombie movie. Also just happens to be funny. And, and, and the thing is, to a lesser extent, because I think The World's End is not... The World's End is funny, but I don't think The World's End is a great invasion movie. But it's a pretty damn good invasion movie with really good special effects. But it's funny, you know, kind of thing. So for him to say, this is a really great... This is the best zombie movie I've seen in a long time. 
it makes you think, like, what are the zombie movies? I mean, there are other really good zombie movies, but none of them are from America, you know, kind of thing. And you know he's seeing all these things, but it's it's just great to hear someone like Edgar Wright, who kind of really understands movies that, you know, the, he, the movies he makes tend to be really good. They're movies I tend to enjoy. He kind of makes things, even if they are, you know, funny, uh, they still are well done and, uh, you know, Oh, no, he's he's one of those filmmakers that people don't he's so good that people notice that his movies are great, but they don't notice him being great during the movie because he's so he's so fluid with his the way he presents story and tells a story. He's very efficient with it. And when he has to show humor it's all it's all done zip zop zoop no fuss no muss no added fat and when he know when it has to get scary he knows exactly what to do to to make it scary or tense or, and to shift in and out of that and you don't even you know you don't even notice how he's setting up shots and stuff as much as even though he does a lot of like camera work and you know, almost gimmicky stuff. It doesn't feel that way when you're watching the story. It almost feels like the way someone would tell a story in parts. But when it has to sober up and get intense, it does. And he does that like without even, you know, it's like it's like a breathing type of thing. He's 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 a really and the only movie of his that I wasn't did he did the um the Scott Pilgrim movie right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. It was all right. It was that. It was all right, but it, I, I didn't feel like I. The end of the world was. I I liked it. I it felt like it was his tribute to like, mid mid budget, John Carpenter movies like. You know. Um, it's an invasion movie. I mean, if you think about it, it it ties in. And they're British, so it ties into the uh, Quartermass and things like that. Like all the yeah, you know those. Like he's he's paying homage to those things as well as paying homage to the idea, like because again they're aliens, you know, kind of thing. It's not like it's not like they're zombies. They're not they're they're but, robots. But they're alien robots. So, yeah, you know? but his the the way he that just like the music and the way he plays it out feels very much like a a, a, a just a no nonsense John Carpenter movie. You know, it has that same sort of feel to it. There's there's just this this feel to John Carpenter like Stephen King like this person like whatever they're doing you can like they just instinctively do horror and that's what this this movie seems like it's it has just that I don't know it's it's je ne sais quoi but I enjoyed it a lot but it, it definitely was no hot fuzz or Shaun of the Dead but yeah well I'm just saying that the thing is is that when you look at like you know uh, but when you look at like a director's, you know, kind of body of work, there's always, the, you know, the, the highs and the lows and the kind of thing. And what happened was when you look at Edgar Wright's best, when his best movies are the ones where he makes them outside of America, the ones that he's able to make in England, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, things like that. Right. This is a train to Busan's for example. If you start having people, you know, in America making this, they're gonna want to. They're gonna want to Americanize everything. Whatever. This movie is exactly what it needs to be, right? It's just like. Um, so okay, remember when Battle Royale came out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like super high controversy. Whatever. Everyone's like, when you watch it's that. It's so funny. My roommate was watching that movie the other, like two nights ago, and I hadn't heard about it since it came out. Yeah. I I, I see. I don't understand why there was that big. Con- when when was the first version of the most dangerous game done? Like well, it was because right? it was because this one had kids in it. Eh. And, well, I mean, at the time, and then and then that that, then everybody like it sort of got it sort of got trumped by what was it like? Uh, uh, it was about all the the kids like having it was like the Suicide Club or something like that, where it was all the kids like, you know, urging each other to competing to k- kill themselves. And that one sort of like wiped the outrage of of uh, of the other movie right off the map and replaced it for a while. But 
Yeah, what about, not... what about Lord of the Flies? It's the same thing. Like I just Yeah, I but know. this one had more gore. This one was gorier and yeah. you, but, know, you know what? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But see, the first it was time of its I... time period, it's edge lordy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, but I mean, a hundred years of pop culture and fiction now, it's like most dangerous game, Lord of the Flies, The Running Man, fucking yeah, everything. It's just, you know. Yeah, I remember seeing it and being like, okay, this is not as, it wasn't as bloody or whatever anybody said about it as I thought it was. I remember being like, it was entertaining, but it yeah, was Well, the not... first time I watched it, I'm going to be doing a deep pull here, but I, I mean, that's Takeshi Kitano. It's like, oh, look, it's Vic Romano from MXC. <laughs> He got old. Yeah. <laughs> right to our can. The thing is, as you as you as you look at someone else, the point I was getting at, when that came out, people were like, "Oh, up in arms or whatever," because it was out. It wasn't an American movie made. Then they could, could kind of like it's like, oh, well they don't they don't understand the gun violence we have here and this and this and this and they tried to make it everything and then and then when Columbine happened in, in the late nineties it was like see it's because of this stuff it's like it, it has nothing to do with it right but I'm but the problem was you couldn't make Battle Royale in America the way it was made because they made Battle Royale because. That lady wrote all those books made, that she never heard of Battle Royale, but then made The Hunger Games, which is just the exact same movie, basically. Um, she so she said she and, never. And if you and if you don't believe that she had never seen uh, Battle Royale, just ask her, and she'll tell you over and over and yeah. over again that she's never yeah. heard of Battle I've, Royale. I've never heard of that movie. I've never. It's a movie. What is it like? And literally, and her husband's like, well, you know, kind of thing. And she's like, shut up. I'm rich. I we never. I mean, the thing is, those the Hunger Games books made insane amounts of money, and they made fucking movies about them, whatever. But even the movies, you're like, oh my god, really? Like, really? Oh, like, yeah, but I mean, like, but, <laughs> I mean, the common commonality is as is children, but like you said, it's it's the same. It's that same theme, though. It's that Lord of the Flies most dangerous game. Okay, yeah. but she swore that she had no idea what Battle Royale was. That she that, that her books were completely original. The second one with the island that's a clock is kind of like at least a good idea. It's original. But the rest of that shit, we've seen a thousand times before. What I'm mm -hmm. saying is that's what happened, though. They had to Americanize the fuck out of it. They couldn't just let it be the movie it's going to be or the series is going to be. That's why Battle Royale is still to this day is held in a different regard than the Hunger Games. Hunger Games are just disposable PG-13, whatever stuff. And again, whether you like them or not, I read all, I read all the books. You know, I mean, I saw the movies. It's not a big deal. We own them, right? But the thing is, it's not the same. Train to Busan could not be done with a bunch of Americans, you know, with smart-ass lines and whatever. The kid would be, you know, he said autistic, like in The Predator. That The kid's autistic. And The Predator is like, when he comes down, he want, he takes the son because he's like, well, he's the he's the evolution of man. It's like this weird shit. You're like, what? Like, you're trying too fucking hard. Just make people who are realistic. In a movie that, yes, the situation might be extreme or beyond the scope of what would normally happen, but you react normally. Have people react the way you would react. Not everyone is heroic. People who think they're heroic often are not. You know, that's the thing is, like, you know, people are like, well, I would, I would do this, this, and this. No, you fucking no, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah. No, well, I, there's, I, a, there's a lot of people in this that, like, you see, you'll see them and that they're not main characters, but you've seen them on the train and whatever, and you'll see them start to go doing something heroic, and they just get eaten almost immediately. And yeah. it's all just sort of going on in the side, like reality. Like the, there's people that are panicking and getting eaten. There's people who are fighting back and getting taken out right away, and it's it's awesome. It makes it – once it, once it hits that realistic feel – it's it's over because you're just then the scary stuff gets it it gets real man and yeah, yeah. Y y and and as long as they they don't and as long as you can go without breaking that or keeping it within reasonable levels you know like sort of sort of like dawn of the dead did and when it originally came out i mean a lot of it looks kind of goofier now but it was like more on the hyper realistic scale in those days yeah and and this one doesn't 
go a hundred percent realism, which is great. You know, like sort of like if Christopher Nolan did it, where like we're oh, gonna God, make that this boring. Right. It has enough level levity, humanity, and 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 you know just. Uh, you know, little things that probably wouldn't happen in reality, but they they work in a movie, and they but they keep it. It still stays in that in 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 that rule book, and uh, yeah, I I'm jaded on zombie movies too. You know, after I gave up on watching Walking Dead, I was just like, yeah, I think I've I think I've pretty much played through the zombie you know what they can do with a zombie movie and what i love about this is they don't try to do anything with it it is just a straight up point a to point b there's characters that have character arts and there's a bit of you know sort of um lining up of fates and stuff and the way some characters die and stuff or or that have a more poetic fate or anything but it's really just sort of like, you know, basically the little girl's story from point A to point B. And that's all it has to be. It doesn't have to mean anything other than what all. I mean, the things that happened to her were meaningful between there and the, in her life. But it doesn't have to mean anything in like any kind of subtext that you have to put into it, that'll sort of get put in by the audience. And it, it just it straight up does that. It doesn't have, try to have a moral to it or anything like that. And American movies always have to have some sort of moral to it or almost like transcend, transcendent moment at the end that explains everything or lines everything up. And there's sort of that in this but it's it's nice it's natural it's not and it's not blown into some sort of cosmic proportion or you know or it doesn't have a statement upon the the nature of man or the survivability of human civilization or something it doesn't provide hope or or give no hope at all it just sort of is It, it just sort of ends when it ends and that's what I like. That's that's my I love subtext like Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and all the Romero stuff and in and, and all of it. But the thing that like if you can convince me that I that this is how it would happen, that's what makes them scary and and awesome for me. I mean, I think the last one I saw like that was parts of The Walking Dead you know, the Walking Dead comics and uh, 28 Days Later. Yeah. So if you want to see Train to Busan, um, it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still currently is. It is currently it was, on... It was as of this recording, which it was on Netflix a month ago. So it is, because that's it how It is I on Amazon it. Prime right now. It is on Prime, yes. It's on Prime. The Blu-ray um, uh, is right now about 13 bucks. That varies. I know I... Uh, I don't remember if I sent you one, Luke, or if I gave it. I've got one for Dad, for Dad for like five bucks. It goes up and down in price. Um, there is a Steel Books a limited edition, um, which has one of the zombies trying to bite him, and he's got the what the book shoved in the thing's ma- in his mouth. Um, that's like twenty bucks. So right now, though, what you can pre-order, uh, and I already pre-ordered this before the link was even hot. I had a back way to get in to pre-order it. Ooh. Is it's called, Train to Busan. Yeah. it's called Train to Busan Presents Peninsula. Now, Dad had seen a trailer for Peninsula on, because he goes on YouTube and they have like, all the new trailers up. He goes, what the hell is this? This is great. This looks like Train to Busan. It says, and it says, you know, uh, in 2016, we were on a Train to Busan. Four years later, you're on the Peninsula. And Dad's like, holy shit, it's a sequel. And Dad's like, he called me. He's like, you got to see this. And I'm like, What? Um, if you haven't seen the trailer for, after you watch Train to Busan, go watch the trailer for Peninsula. Peninsula is coming out around Thanksgiving on Blu-ray in America. That's the schedule. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, but I pre-ordered that forever ago. As soon as you could, I pre-ordered that. It is one of the uh, hottest pre-orders going right now in the, like, if you're in a horror and stuff like that. Um, so that's going to become available as well. I, again, is Peninsula as good as the original? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. 
but I can say this, it seems to be very much in the same vein. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I can't, I, I don't have, I don't have numbers right in front of me for Peninsula um, to know what it did. But if, if you enjoy Train to Busan, and I think you will, I mean, again, I, again, if you like, if you like zombie movies that actually are intelligent and like have good effects and, and, and you know, some people might be thinking like, oh, I don't really want to, I don't really want to read the whole time. It's you not know? that much reading. It's not that much. Trust me. You, a lot of the movie, I mean, the thing is what they're saying to each other is important, but it's not like that is literally, you know, it's not driving the movie. It's, you know, you, you understand what's happening. So, I, well, I mean, it's highly recommended. Five, five minutes before I met you guys, I was on Facebook. And uh, you know how at the beginning of all our shows we got, and now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks. That's the voice of Todd Grady, and he was actually, that was, he had actually just posted, it says actually, the I'm looking at the post now, it says two hours ago, he posted, uh, Train to Busan 2 Peninsula, a Korean zombie heist Fast and Furious movie, watch it. Alright. So, thumbs up from him. He's a All tough right. cookie, too. Yeah, I'm just looking now, this was actually released August 7th, 2020. Um, and the tagline is really four years later. And the images, I mean, the, the effects look good. Uh, the trailers are out there. Um, you know, hey, look at it this way, guys. It's, watch Train to Busan. If you enjoy Train to Busan, then the chances are you're probably going to like Peninsula as well. Um, and it is a great way to uh, get away from what zombie movies have become. They've kind of got yes. stuck in a This gets you out of it. So... It's um, it does it's not covering all the overwrought stuff of the Walking Dead has the original the the real realism, but it has a sort of like overwrought drama of like, are we good people? Can we be good people anymore? Type of stuff. Civilization. How are we gonna do it again? And this strips that from that, and it doesn't. This doesn't have the you know, eat lead catchphrases and you know fun bruce campbell stuff but like that got that got old fast too you know that's for different that's for zombie land or whatever yeah this is this, this is plays a it straight in the straight in the up right way. thriller just and like it's not a, and is not afraid to go dark and just like ruthless yeah when it needs to be it's uh yeah uh, i'll put it this way my wife as I've said before, doesn't really like horror movies, nor does she want to read subtitles. Uh, I started watching this on the big TV because she was just playing on her phone. And by the time the first zombie shows up on the train, she put her phone down and watched the rest of the movie. So, yeah. It's and good, folks. It's, yep. it's real good. It is. It's but that, that's usually my test too. If I mean I didn't watch it with Kelly because then Haley wanted to watch it, but I knew Kelly would whatever. But if I can get Kelly to look away from her phone, I know movie's got something. She's <laughs> <laughs> got that my... put down your phone magic. Another thing is, another thing is we don't have trains like that in America. That Old train trains, is no. cool, man. The cockpit yeah. of that train, and and the 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 the. the the um, engineer of the was a great character, minor role that he was. But yeah. man, that cockpit is some space age shit. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they love their trains in Asia. No question about that. <laughs> I can see why. So, yeah, folks, highly recommended. Obviously, you know, we've, we've talked about it here. We tried not to ruin too much of it for you, but we did give away some of the stuff. But again, if you haven't seen it, Spend the two hours or whatever, hour and whatever time in two hours. Yeah, whatever. it's two hours. It's two hours, like I guess technically. It flies by. It doesn't seem like it's two hours. That's for dang. No. Um, you know, spend the time, watch it. Uh, you know, be prepared for, you know, if you're thinking you're going to get, you know, Zombie Land 3, you're going to be nope. sadly mistaken because it won't be that, but it will be exactly the kind of zombie movie that you really should be sitting down to watch. So, hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah. I agree. Now, actually, did I? Somebody was telling me there might be a. There's supposed to be an animated series. There's an animated prequel. Um, that's also on Amazon. It's called uh, Soul Station. 
Oh, so you can already see it. It's yeah, it's already out. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. wow. 2016, I think they started it. Um, oh. Yeah, that's uh, that's next on my to-watch list after finding out about that. So, yeah. I love it. Well, the, the, <laughs> this, the, the director got to start in animation, so it's probably... Uh, okay. That would explain a lot. Yeah. Excellent. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing else to say. Just turn off this podcast and go watch this movie. Yeah, That's yeah. All there is to it. Yeah, you you won't be disappointed. Aloha. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. We again. Tears. Yeah, it rings up. Wait a minute. Uh, um, I got it in the tip of my tongue. Come on. Um, oh, golly, I'm nervous. Let me see. Oh, Alexander Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry Dumbass.